The astrology of now is extremely fraught with tension and also irritation and frustration for everyone. So if you're not feeling that, then you're probably on great drugs or you're just immune to the whole thing. Hey ladies. Hey ladies and welcome back to Herspective. We have such an exciting show coming up. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. And we certainly do. Another really insightful episode. Kind of like yeah. last week's. It's funny our last two episodes have been very insightful, spiritual, cosmic, I'll say even. And uh like after each show though that we've done I keep walking away feeling like this sense of renewal and like focus and just like I have a purpose or something so I just have to learn how to like harness and maintain those feelings um, continuously because that's where my issues are which I get called out on (laughs) well I think it's more so manifestation and and how to kind of like visualize what the type of life that we want but then Every time we talk to like another expert, it's like another way to do that. And it's like other advice on how to do that, other ways to do just that. So it's like, I think I consider it all types of manifestations. Yeah. Well, we've totally been hitting the jackpot with uh, last week's guest, April, and this week uh, with our guest and just getting like free insight into ourselves and the paths that we should take. So... Definitely want to talk more about that before we get right into the show with the guest, Uh, but let's thank our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsor, Intamo Pleasurables, for supporting Herspective. Intamo Pleasurables is a Canadian sexual self-care company. They use 100% plant-based ingredients in all of their products. They are a company that cares and gives back a portion from every sale to facilitate free sex and pleasure education in our communities. Head to intamopleasurables.com for their full line of products and use coupon code HERSPECTIVE20 at checkout. And another thank you to our other sponsor, Birch and Fog, for supporting the show. Birch and Fog is an online luxury-based wellness shop for the modern woman. They carry a wide range of CBD products, and we cannot recommend them enough. We have been using the sleep drops, CBD sleep drops, and they are absolutely amazing. To learn more about their products, check them out on Instagram at Birch and Fog or at www.birchandfog.com. And of course, use coupon code HERSPECTIVE20 at checkout to get $20 off your first order. Amazing. Yes. And actually, I've had a few people let me know that they've placed an order. So that's awesome. I'm glad that our listeners are checking it out. You won't be disappointed. Uh, It's a great company and great product. So get yours. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, another thing that we have kind of touched on in the last couple episodes I mean, it's really in all our episodes, but um, the last two specifically, like we really got into it, is the importance of female empowerment. And it's just something Mm -hmm. that we need to just constantly ensure that we're talking about and practicing. It's got to be a lifestyle. And I I know that we live it and we do our very best, um, but I just love that so many of our guests are all about it too. It just 
really shows that this movement is happening. For sure. And you know how after every call that we have, we feel so like motivated to be better and do better with whatever expert uh, that we talk with. I think that that probably is a little bit of a contagious feeling that kind of rubs off for everyone that is listening as well, or at least I really hope it is. So uh, I think that that is amazing. And us girls sticking together is the way to be. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And I, I mean, the people that we associate with are all about that too. And even the guys. So it's great. We're, we're totally. surrounded by some really supportive people and we couldn't be more grateful. It only is going to make the world a better place. So, And we live it. So we know like how those strong female friendships, how those strong female roles in our lives are so beneficial. So absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can think of those strong female roles um, in my life and I'm so thankful for them because they're the ones that make me do better and feel better and want to be better mm-hmm. and push harder. So Obviously, yeah. we're having a little rah-rah moment here, but yeah, girl power. Girl power. Go, girl, go. <laughs> it's what we're about. It, if you haven't it, it been able to tell by the 43rd episode, this show is yeah. about girl power and female empowerment. <laughs> Just a heads up in case you're wondering. Yeah. If you haven't caught on to the theme, yeah, there it is. <laughs> You're welcome. That's all we care about. Anyways. (laughs) So before we introduce the guest, I do want to just kind of call out something that really like stuck out to me. And that's the fact that April from last week's episode and our guest uh, from this week's episode, it both called out 2020 being the disruptor year. Um, Some call it an awakening other calls it other call it a rebirth and like actually like a death and a rebirth uh basically of the world a little bit like society everything even if it wasn't even labeled in either of those ways i think a lot of people were aware from like a lot of um you know different not industries but like backgrounds or um coming from different like spirituality situations that 2020 something was going to happen to shake shit up yeah and i mean and it isn't like something you know people would think oh you can't predict that but they kind of did yeah they knew something was going to happen yeah obviously not exactly that covid but oh no something yeah they couldn't tell you like play by play what 2020 was going to be like and it's not just covid that is the awakening obviously oh god no it's there's there's many things happening everyone's aware if you haven't watched the news you might want to people yeah if you don't know that there's something fucked up going (laughs) on 2020 then oh god um speaking of the most fucked up thing have you seen what kanye is doing lately like that is really just keeping in par with the year's theme oh running for president his latest statement i believe was that Harriet Tubman and I have to just like preface this with the fact that dating a man from St. Catharines makes me so aware of who Harriet Tubman is and all of her accomplishments and all that she stands for so personal attack here but uh he was saying that Harriet (laughs) Tubman like didn't even really free slaves that she just brought them to work for other white men and like he's like crying and this is I think I believe this is his first presidential um I guess stop on the campaign tour so it, it, the year is just getting more and more fucked up 
You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. maybe he's not wrong, but I, I want to say he is and be like, no, no, that's not what she did. But I just don't know enough. And I couldn't say the uh, like, I couldn't say otherwise. But my thing is like, why are you talking about that? Like, who is your target audience with those kind of statements? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. yeah. Are you are you pro white power? Like, that's all I kind of get from that kind of like, I don't even know what the word is like that kind of statement message and statement well he's been like one to say obviously contradictory things you know um and that's fine people you know some of the the biggest geniuses in the world have said uh things that rock rock situations up and whatever but like I I completely agree with your point what are you gaining from that this is a different year and why the frig are you even bringing up Harriet Tubman and also um I get that. Um, in the middle point. of Black Lives Movement. Yeah, and like for your presidential campaign start, this is this is what you're going to talk about? What the fuck? Yeah, I wonder if it's all just publicity. Like it kind of, you know, I haven't been watching him a ton or any of Because he's actually, getting ridiculous. Yeah, any of the campaigns um, that have gotten started because I just I can't. Uh, but it's just like, what what is your goal here like do you just want to say i feel like trump that you and say like oh i did it i made it to being president i think that was trump's ultimate goal i don't think he really wanted to actually be a president clearly he's doing a terrible job and he isn't any kind of a president he isn't any kind of leader of the free world i can't imagine kanye doing any better he's very egotistical and i don't think that's a great quality in someone who's supposed to lead a country no like have the best interests for the people usually isn't those that are like so narcissistic um and it's just weird because these people you do i i get it like a lot of the time and and even when trump came in they're like oh we don't want a politician because clearly politicians haven't been really working for this country. So they wanted, you know, somebody with a little different insight, I think. But like, I think we're veering way too far in that direction with no people with no expertise, no clue what the hell is going on or how to run a country, especially a country like the States, you know, a powerhouse. So what the fuck? Sit down, people. Yeah. And it matters for us being Canadian because we're so closely tied, so we do really want someone in there that knows what the fuck they are doing. They have nuclear codes. We care. <laughs> <laughs> we care. <laughs> yeah, and, and I believe, um, you know, uh, what happened last time when Kanye, I forget what he was even doing. I think it was when he first announced it when he was going to be running for president. Um, they They later said that he was in the midst of a bipolar episode. It's like, okay, so we have somebody who acts erratically when he's in the midst of a bipolar episode. Uh, should we give him the new codes? And this is not even going against mental illness, but I think that uh, he's proven that he can be like unstable. Yeah, he has questionable behavior at best. Like, you know, he, he ugh, he's just not the right person for president. Let's just call a spade a spade. Like he is not. We do not want Kanye West as our president. Or when I say our, I mean America's president. Any country <laughs> while I'm sharing the world. <laughs> Yeah, like, just do what you know. Do what you're good at. Stick to music. Isn't he a billionaire? Just, like, chill. Retire. Fuck. Shut up. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Do some good in the world. Maybe, like, open a few charities or, like, I don't know, an animal sanctuary or some shit. Like, yeah. Or, at the very least, get some political education. Yeah. 
if that's what like I know he I forget what he was going to school for before he went down the uh, music career road but I feel like he was was he trying to be a doctor oh I don't God, know yes. I'm not going to pretend like I know what the hell Kanye was doing in pre music <laughs> yeah. but he's not the right person I, I hope he doesn't win quite honestly we need a female I'm not sure if he might I know I don't I, I, I know I say this with a lot of like trepidation because I really don't know what could happen anything can yeah, literally happen me too yeah I'd rather Kim K in there because at least she you know whatever everyone hates whatever I hate half the time but like she's getting people out of prison that need it maybe you know maybe the prison reform system is something that really needs to be addressed too Oh, God. It's stressful thinking about the states. Sorry, when did this show turn into like a political talk show? But anyway. (laughs) American politics of all things. Yeah, things that we know so much about. Well, I was going to mention the fact that I posted nudes the other day. Here's another thing that I know so much about is how to work the internet. So yeah, politics or nudies. That was actually during this this episode um, when we were on with our guests that you were notified of that little slip yeah a little nip slip i'm sure a couple of nip slips a lingerie pose couple yeah <laughs> um <laughs> well that'll learn yeah i know now i'm like so paranoid to post anything i ugh, i suck at internetting jesus <laughs> thank god you run our social media because clearly i just have naked photos of us up there oh god not of me well i know well just me then <laughs> this is why i don't that's why i don't play in the nudes world because you know, with my luck, I would end up having them blasted all over the fucking yeah. internet. So I just yeah, stay away. It's for the best. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we can probably close the lid on our little political uh, discussion there and move more We're into, educating. yeah, yeah, really, and move more into what uh, the show is all about. Um, so first thing I want to mention is that our guest, which we will announce in a moment, uh, had something really cool to say, which was that based on the different characteristics and personalities that you and I both have really, really complement Mm-hmm. each other and that we're actually like a great fit for teaming up in something like this and we really know how to do the proper division of the roles and and it's just like a great synergy so that yeah. made me feel great um because i wasn't really sure about you you know i you know 43 <laughs> episodes in and how many years of friendship i was still deciding myself but uh I was really on the fence i'm glad that we had a guest come in and let us know that we're, we're okay together and we can stick together <laughs> We can see it through. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was really like the just last straw I needed to feel like I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I needed to meet our expert. I'll bet a stranger to know. (laughs) She confirmed. She did. Everything I was worried about. So we can go forward. (laughs) Obviously, we're joking. um, But it was was nice to hear. Yeah, it was cool to hear that. Like, obviously, we know um, that we love each other and we're having so much fun. But like, it's nice to be like, oh, God, this is so obvious that you two work well together. You know, it's always nice. Yeah, it's nice to be recognized by somebody who doesn't really know us and still and see it anyway. Yeah. Um, However... Our guest is pretty insightful. She has, she definitely has a cosmic connection. So we are very, very excited to announce that we have Dr. Jennifer Freed joining the show today. She is, oh, many, many things. Uh, First off, she is a renowned psychological astrologer 
and social and emotional education trainer. So she has spent over 30 years consulting clients and businesses Mm -hmm. worldwide on psychological, spiritual, and educational topics. Uh, One of the things is she is a contributor to Goop. We all know Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow's company. Um, On top of it, she has served as the clinical director of Pacifica Graduate Institute and is a national consultant with um, for post-traumatic growth therapies. She's an author. She has written over 23 articles on wellness and astrology, and she has penned 10 books relating to personal growth. She has been interviewed for the for her expertise by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Vogue. So busy lady. <laughs> very busy. And she combines two of the coolest um, like industries to Studies. come up with a great answer, you know, for yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. And that's and she gets into that and explains to us like why psychology and astrology were put together for her and why she saw that that was something that needed to happen. Uh, there was definitely nothing like that in that field when she got started. So she really paved the way. But one more thing I want to mention about her, because we don't get into it very much into like on the show, is she is the founder of the AHA organization. And AHA is A-H-A exclamation mark. And it is an amazing organization that helps youth get in touch with their their whole mental state, their emotions. Um, she has a five-pillar program, and it's for self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. And so she works with children and families Um all over the world but mainly where she lives which is in Santa Barbara so she is just such an incredible lady we are so honored that she was able to do the show with us and she also gets into it really personal with us we shared our birth charts with her and just you wait and see what she has to say so for those of you that know Jess and I personally you're gonna be like oh yes that's you guys. That all adds up quite nicely. I was like pretty much speechless at a few points when she was talking about it. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Jen. Welcome, Dr. Jen. Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. So just to start off, you are a psychological astrologer and a social and emotional educational trainer as well. Please back up and tell me what a psychological astrologer is. Well, it's a combination of the study of psychology and astrology. So I've spent my adulthood training in and studying astrology, got my PhD in astrology and a licensed marriage family therapist. And that entire time I was also training under every great astrologer I could and eventually I got licensed as an international certified astrologer with ESAR and I'm one of the few people that has put both those expertises together in a combination of not only reading the chart but knowing how to interact with people's psychology and really talking about personal patterns and personal growth and 
also wow. complexes, things that hold us back. Yeah, I actually had never heard of a psychological astrologer until I came across the mm-hmm. episode that you did with the girls from Alt Pop yeah. Repeat on their podcast, which Chrissy and Marie were on our podcast a few episodes back. And yeah, a psychological astrologer, it almost seems contradictory, I have to say. And tell me why you think that would be a contradiction. Kind of with you there, Lord, just because one seems based on science and one seems based on spirituality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, in short, that's exactly where I draw my contradiction from. Okay. I can follow you on that. My experience of training in psychology all these years is that science is just the next best guess about human behavior. And I know that because in the time I've been practicing, things have been proven and disproven a lot of times. That's true. And when it comes to human beings, we can do a lot of research and we can come up with some evidence and then we get more intelligent and we find out more things about being human and then we have new approaches. I would say astrology is the oldest personality system on the planet. It's outlived every other system. It's been around thousands of years. And psychology is a newer personality perspective, but it it has, if it were scientifically proven, let me put it to you this way. Why do we have so much mental illness? In, not in Canada, but in the United States, the escalation of depression and anxiety is off the charts. So if we had this thing called scientific psychology, why isn't everybody perfectly okay? Well, I mean, I think that those stats are growing in Canada as well, unfortunately. But I don't have the answer to that. Absolutely not. There's So, I mean, I am a huge believer in astrology. Um, I love to read about my sign. And I think like a true Leo, I'm really mostly only interested in my sign (laughs) and what it says about me. Well, it's actually funny. (laughs) As you speak right now, Laura, we have um, yours and your husband and your kids' astrology pictures right behind you. Oh, actually, I... That's so funny that you notice that and I don't notice that. So, yes, I have the... Well, I just know they hang over your bed, but it's hard to see in the Zoom call, but I just know it's those. (laughs) So what are those exactly called? Are those the star signs or star Well, those are the constellations or the signs. The constellations. Yeah. I should probably know the art that's hanging Well, that's beautiful art regardless. (laughs) It says a nice word, Leo. (laughs) But it's also like a picture of the heavens, so it's quite inspirational and the artist did a really good good job of uh, making a beautiful spacious piece of art (laughs) shout out winners yeah I, i think they're good i love them um okay so zodiac signs star signs like earth moon what is all that stuff how does it work there are a number of planets in any astrology chart and the planets at the time we're born are near or next to a certain astrological sign as decided by the ancient Greeks and Romans. They named those constellations certain signs. And so, for example, if your moon, as in your case, Jess, is in Virgo, it means in the moment you were born, from the place you were born, the moon was in the sky in the constellation or sign of Virgo. So signs are describing where it is and what qualities would have, and the planets are certain 
archetypal energies of themselves. Like the sun represents the identity, the moon represents the inner needs, Mercury represents the way you think and communicate, Venus describes what you value in relationship and how you attract people. Mars describes how you get things done. Jupiter describes your abundance, blessing, and your seeking of meaning. Saturn describes discipline, and on and on. So each planet is actually describing a whole entire representation of an aspect of life. The sign it's in tells you how that's going to come through. So for example, moon in Virgo is somebody whose innermost need is to get it right, is to be perfect, is, you know, very much about self-improvement, but also you've got a lot of opinions and judgments on others. That's not me at all. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. (laughs) But Virgo moon at its highest, when it's really um, skillful and evolving, is an incredible analyzer of what makes things go very well without the judgment and without the criticism just more like a precision interesting but i'm a capricorn like so then why is virgo that's your sun sign that's your sun sign so the big misnomer about astrology because it's become so popular for sun signs the sun sign is just the day you were born where the sun was in the sky but that's only one part of your astrology chart one part out of 12. So your sun is Capricorn, and indeed you're strong Capricorn because your rising sign is also Capricorn. So those are two big, what they call significators, your sun and your rising. Capricorns are extraordinarily ambitious and always seeking recognition and approval, and so you're a climber. So that is true to your nature because it's the sun and rising. But your triple earth, sun, moon, and Virgo, is earth sign and rising in Capricorn. So your biggest obstacle in this lifetime, one of your challenges is to not be so stubborn and so stuck. That would be one of your challenges. It's not me at all again. Oh yeah, that's not Jess at all. (laughs) Well, we haven't looked at Lauren's chart yet. Oh, I think we should. Show it to me. But anyway, it's very complex, and what you all have been paying attention to, what's just called sun sign astrology, is very limited, very stereotypical, and not at all as complex or nuanced as astrology really should be. Why is that what we focus on only then? Why is that what's mainstream? Well, I could say a mean thing. Say it. Maybe I will. (laughs) Say a mean thing. The mean thing is most people are too lazy to learn anything these days. They just want sound bites and to get affirmed and have an ego hit and then move on. That's what I find. So, you know, I had to study for years and years and years. And I did not grow up with the internet. So guess what I was doing, which hardly anyone does anymore. Library. Reading Reading. an actual book. (laughs) And I had the attention span, believe it or not, to read four books in a week. That's impressive. So I, yeah, well, I'm I'm a great reader, but also that's what there was. And I was interested Now, what's true is none of us, mostly none of us have that attention span anymore because what happens through this digital immersion is that we lose the ability to focus on anything more than a Mm -hmm. few minutes at a time. Yeah. So the short and long answer is the reason people don't know more than what they know, their sun sign is their attention span is close to that of a flea. (laughs) A flea. (laughs) 
asleep. Okay, well, that is one way to put it. However, I, I, I was just on an astrology conference called the Queer Astrology Conference with a lot of young geniuses. And there's a whole movement now of young people that are super scholarly and are really studying a lot. And they would know a lot more than most people. I think that's fair to say. I don't think that's mean. I think what you're saying is fair. People do just want the quick answer or to have the information given to them in a tiny little soundbite that summarizes something. And with the sun sign, it's only one thing that you have to kind of relate to, right? You can apply whatever your horoscope says to the different areas of your life at that time. So I think you can find relatability or coincidences or things like that within that small little sun sign horoscope and people like that and it's like more compact yeah exactly. it's easier to like take in we're not searching through like uh, the chart that i just gave you every single day it's easy to look in the newspaper and read three sentences instead it's a fun pastime and it's a way we can talk about ourselves and connect and i think that's a good gateway to getting more curious and really starting to investigate this very old practice of understanding our self and others. Well, actually, I do like how you, you know, kind of put it into context that, yeah, this has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, Yeah, forever. And the study, and I also did take psychology in university myself, so um, I do, you know, believe in it and and appreciate that, that study, but Um, What, like less than a a hundred years ago, people were still like melancholic if they had, you know, they had the most ridiculous um, diagnoses or they're just playing crazy and sent to the asylum if they had their period. So like there wasn't, you know, the the study of psychology is is very new. Um, It's forever changing because it is so new. And I think the brain is so untapped. So having like your background with both of them is pretty interesting I think yeah and actually I'd love for you to kind of get more into that and why you chose to make the connection between the two and study both and practice both and apply each one to the other um like in as your career yeah, apply both each one to the other that, that's a great question Lauren so what happened for me is when I was 18 I'd always been interested in astrology but very much like most people my sun sign or whatever but somebody told me to go see this old wise astrologer and I did and in that reading she saw me more clearly than anyone in my life and it was a profound revelation and confirmation of myself as a young woman but also what my talents and gifts and strengths would be going forward that lit the fuse in me and then i had already started studying psychology because i was very interested always in helping people and understanding people and understanding myself well astrology is the exact same pursuit just from a different way and i found a woman that had her phd in the in the history of science, a very bright woman named Lynn Stark, and I begged her to teach me astrology, and she didn't know psychology, but she started teaching me, and in the day, believe this or not, you had to hand mathematically calculate the charts. And so I learned the hard way, and she was rigorous, and she was a Capricorn. She was tough on me, by the way, Jess, because I was like, (laughs) ah, you know. And then um, her. <laughs> after, after, after years of studying with her, I put together a group of therapists because I thought this is the most valuable thing I've ever learned as a therapist. 
I want my friends to learn it. And then out of that, a couple of my therapist friends who became quite interested, we started teaching classes on psychological astrology. And then I have a few friends in the field that are also psychological astrologers because they have the both and, the background in psychology and the study of astrology. So we also put together a worldwide seminar bringing people to Santa Barbara from all over the world to teach us. So I had great teachers and I had an incredible experience of learning with other people. And I've continued to teach all this time. So I learn a lot from my students as well because I believe everybody inherently knows things I don't know. I think, yeah, we're always learning and it's a great way to approach life is there's always something to learn from somebody and us doing this podcast has really really opened our eyes to that too I mean we know that there's many many people that know way more than us and obviously people that have expertise in certain areas like yourself but just even understanding ourselves has become easier through doing this podcast and some of the people that we've had on the show and so things that we've kind of tapped into more is like our own intuition, um, understanding our own like mindset and why we can't get through things or why we do the things we do. So just different areas for us that we're so like thankful to have met so many interesting people and have these guests on our show because I have grown as a person from it. And I think I would Mm -hmm. hugely benefit if I had a psychologist who also used astrology in our sessions, if I was in a session. Yeah, but now since we're having a conversation, here's something I want to ask you all. This, the astrology of now, since this is coming out in, in you know middle of July, is extremely fraught with tension and also irritation and frustration for everyone. So if you're not feeling that, then you're probably on great drugs or you're just immune to the whole thing. No, I am feeling that. That is so interesting. I've been feeling very anxious and irritated. I'm a mom of two young boys and like, you know, I love them to death, obviously goes without saying, but yeah, there's nothing that they can do right now that won't irritate me. Is that like uh, because of COVID and everything that's going on? Or is that because this is what was supposed to happen regardless? No. Well, let me put it to you this way. I do want to say this. Astrology predicted that this would be the hardest year of our lifetimes. This 2020 is, if you think of it like a human trial or a test, the most cosmically difficult energies of hundreds of lifetimes, 2020. Now, specifically starting... Uh, about a week or so ago, Mars, the planet of action, went into the sign of Aries, which is about fiery, tempestuous, impulse, anger kind of stuff. And we're going to be in that Mars and Aries, and it gets even more complex, but we're going to be in that Mars and Aries until January. So you could see like reading charts and signs that something was going to happen. Yes, absolutely. I predicted it. You could, my astrology class keeps writing me going, oh my God, almost to the day. I saw a um, financial, yeah. It's so interesting that you say that now because our guest that we had on uh, last week, which the episode aired today, 
her name is April and she is an intuitive or a medium, better known as a medium. And she said the same thing that in 2019 that her mediumship groups and like her mentors were all saying 2020 is the year of the awakening. So like everyone could feel it. Yeah. This is going to be a big year. It- oh yeah. This and and by the way, I I hesitate to use words like the awakening because this isn't a foregone conclusion of people awakening. This is a year of complete death and rebirth and what we're born into is up to us. So there's no with astrology there's no this will happen. What it states is these are the energies working with us. How are we going to participate? What are we going to create out of this chaos and this death of the old order? So using COVID as an example, yeah. um we're not sure like when you predicted when you saw something happening, you didn't know it was going to be like a pandemic, for example, no. but you knew something was going to happen. I knew there would be an economic collapse. I knew it would be worldwide. I talked about that. And I knew that we would be facing unprecedented challenge. So that's all I knew. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Can you so you can predict like, can you see like further um, next year? You see us coming right out of this and what going back to normal? No, no. See, that's the point, Jess. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the secrets. (laughs) You know, here's here's the thing. It's like it's like saying to a kid, well, if I do my homework for 30 days, will the rest of my life be great? (laughs) No. This is about what we're all going to do about this. We're we're given a great opportunity with a complete shakeup to redesign things like racism, sexism, homophobia, um, health care, job equity. I mean, there's everything's on the table, right? Well, it's up to us whether we redesign it in a fruitful way for everybody. 2021 is the fruits of our labor. So it's up to us what we actually... So basically TBD. (laughs) Basically do your part and do it well. And every day you feel lazy and like you don't want to write that letter, in our case in um, United States, we don't have a democracy till more than 50% of the people are voting. Right. So my commitment is, what if we had 60 or 80% of the people voting, then we have an actual democracy. Because right now we have a plutocracy, which is the wealthy and elite people are running this country. And the people that are marginalized have very little voice and are even being prevented from voting. Wow. That's that's like over my head, to be honest. Like, I don't even understand how you can, how, how do you know? Like how, what, what stars aligned, so to speak, to tell you that 2020 was going to be this very challenging year. I can tell it to you and it won't mean anything to you, but I'll try to be simple about it. Okay. <laughs> Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter are all conjoined. Those are two outer, uh, three outer planets. They're all in the sign of Capricorn, which rules systems. Pluto's the death to systems. Jupiter's the globalization of that. And Saturn is the restriction and consequence of that. You're right. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I just don't know why Capricorn has to be the bad one. <laughs> ah, but you see, again, Jess, how old are you two anyway? Because I'm, I'm trying to place you in like the context of all this. I'm 31. And you, Lauren? 35, almost 36. Uh-huh. Well, 
Capricorn is actually one of the most noble signs because you ha- you have to remember that the ultimate achievement of Capricorn energy is stewardship. The lowest energy of Capricorn is comparison and ambition, like trying to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. But the highest level of Capricorn is stewardship. So it doesn't need to get a bad rap, but we have to elevate that energy from one of what, you know, what can I achieve so I look good and you think well of me to what kind of world are we going to leave behind? Right. Hmm. You know, it, it's not really all about where you land in your career. It's what trail are you leaving behind you? You know, I'm starting to feel that um, the older that I get, um, because obviously, you know, that career and like that ambition has really... Um, I guess kind of driven me. I, I always wanted more, more, more. I always wanted to do other things, but I feel like I'm starting to kind of, and I think I chalk this up to COVID um, and, and quarantine and, pa- and the pandemic is like, I've started to chill out and started to enjoy more of the simpler things in life, like cooking and gardening and um, finding a great enjoyment from that instead of like the daily go or the daily rush you know yeah yeah and you were always on a bit of like not always but you've been on a bit of a destructive path until more recently and in just in terms of like yeah you were kind of always seeking rather than just stopping and like looking at your life and enjoying what you have in front of you and what's available to you in those moments um and yeah for myself whereas I also, as I get older, I'm really looking at this whole, like, I need to leave a legacy for my children, and I am still seeking the more and more. Like, I, I feel that I'm meant for more, I want to do more, and I want to leave some kind of legacy. So I I haven't really tapped into the astrology side of that or where that comes from, but just based on some of the stuff I read from my chart last night, it, it kind of called all of that out, that feeling. But let's see your chart. Lauren, shine your chart on me. Okay, so for our listeners, I'm going to share my uh, my astrological birth chart with... Illegible chart for <laughs> most people. Yeah. <laughs> You're not missing out on seeing it. Only astrologers would know. Okay, so you have a sun in Leo and a moon in Sagittarius. Wow. Well, wait a second. That doesn't really make sense. Hold on. Uh, Lauren's an anomaly? No, 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 no. It's okay. Ascendant Gemini. Okay, Sun, yeah. Sun, Leo, Moon, Sag, and Ascendant Gemini. All right. So when I look at your chart, uh, what I'm aware of is that you are here with an enormous desire to communicate and to be seen and heard. That's your deepest longing and desire. And with the moon in Sagittarius, you crave meaning and freedom. So part of what's difficult with two kids at home under COVID is you are not getting the freedom that you need. And a lot of parents I'm talking to are feeling very claustrophobic and very hemmed in, but you in particular with moon and Sag need a really good adventure and a getaway in order to feel your um, bones. But then with the Gemini rising, um, one of your greatest strengths is what you're doing, being able to talk to anybody about anything. But it also can be that sometimes you are really distracted with way too many ideas and not enough anchoring. 
That's why you and Jess are together because you're very different. And in my experience, otherness is what creates attraction. You don't need somebody that's just like you. You need somebody very unlike you. So you and Jess are very unlike each other, which is very complimentary. But then, of course, you can really bug and annoy each other because your love maps are very different. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, so... And Saturn is in Scorpio. Well, I think the hardest thing going on for you right now, Lauren, just if, because you said to me you're feeling a little bit out of sorts, is one is being trapped, but the other is something called you have Neptune, the planet that's about dissolving boundaries. Right now, it's been transiting your moon, which means that you feel emotionally afloat and not very clear and you can't quite get your needs met. There's only one thing you can actually do for that kind of lostness, and that is go deeper into your spiritual work. So it's a very tricky thing at your ages because the illusion you've all been sold is that the more that you're recognized and the more that you have, the happier you'll be, and I've found absolutely no correlation to that, none. I work with billionaires on a regular, millionaires, celebrities, because I have a worldwide practice, and I have actually found that the more people hunger fame and fortune and recognition, they actually struggle with more unhappiness. So I want to let you all know of your certain age that the most important thing is to find fulfillment in what you're doing and have full creative expression. Those are the two things that are the secrets to happiness as far as I've discovered. Wow. I mean, I I don't know whether to laugh, cry, scream. I mean, as you were giving me or reading my chart for me and explaining it to me, like my brain felt like it might explode out of my head um, because you've hit it on the head. Like I couldn't express myself any better than you expressed it for me. And I think part of like with the freedom thing that does go beyond COVID. Um, that is something I've struggled with. And again, just bringing it back to the last episode, um, the reading that uh, April did for us, she said to me that I need to go on this trip. I need to, I had a trip book. She, she knew that somehow. <laughs> and um, I guess all this was coming to her from the spirit guides. And um she said, you need to take that trip and you need to go to Europe and um, went into some detail about that. So it's just, I know that they're different uh, specialties or gifts, but it just is like really making me feel like it's just so real. If you ever needed a sign, here it is. <laughs> yeah, real, exactly. A great way to explain. You know what I picked up for you was... Um, both April and Dr. Jen mentioned the same thing about exploring your spirituality. So maybe, uh, you really need to stop being scared of the like light kind of, and go with that because isn't that interesting that they like two different experts said the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, since we had that conversation, I have been trying to make it a point to, Maybe I call it, I say spirit guides in my mind to just put a name to it, to call out to something. Um, maybe it's calling out to my stars or the white light, whatever people feel most comfortable with. But I have made it a point and an effort like nightly and sometimes during the day to 
call out to it and say like give me the answers or give me the sign like guide me give me some kind of direction so I'm trying to do that um easier said than done because quite frankly I am a very distracted person like you said I I have a very hard time focusing uh it's something that I'm also trying (laughs) to uh harness so it is this has been so so interesting already that you've kind of like summarize Jess and I just by some symbols well and I think it's cute that that you said that we can work well together imagine if you're she yeah. was like oh god you guys are not meant to be together like, <laughs> oops <laughs> what what I've learned because I've worked with so many different um, people I like to work in collaboration is that it's really important to acknowledge each other's strengths I I mean I have definite flaws and weaknesses in any venture that I'm part of. And by now I kind of know what they are. And I'm always looking for who has those strengths that I can appreciate and elevate and they can appreciate what I bring to the table. And you two have very different strengths. And so I think that's the best of a partnership as long as you don't resent each other for the thing the other one's not doing, you know. So that's important. But I wanted to get back to something and tell you something I've learned that changed my life that you and Jess could do because it would help Jess a lot too. Oh, Ready? <laughs> yes. It's pretty simple. We're all ears. You get a little book. I know it's so old school to have a journal. No, the journal is making a comeback big time. Okay. You get a little book and in that book every morning you write to your guides, angels, and beloved ancestors. Every morning I do it. And I do it for the max two minutes, five minutes. So no one ever should have an excuse. Because what I've noticed about helpful energies that are non-human, beyond human, is one, you don't have to see them. You don't have to know them. They're there. Just like the birds are in the trees, there are those energies always surrounding us and available to us. But just like people, they don't uh, just come on command. Like you haven't talked to me in three years, now you want something? No. So every morning, this is what I do. Just this morning, I did it. Dear beloved angels, ancestors, thank you for the ocean, because every day I swim in the ocean. Thank you for my health. And I do some thank yous. And then I say, today, please bring me, usually my things I like are magic and miracles and manifestations of your greatness. And I just say some stuff I want. And then if I get the thing I want, the next day I say thank you for that. And I've created a relationship with this energy, and I can promise you it's foolproof. I'm, I'm wow. never disappointed, never, not once. So this is another way of manifestation. Yeah, but it's not get me a new car. It's not get me more followers. They don't work on that level. So don't believe anyone that says they do. It's about general things, like for Lauren's case, let my heart be at peace. Let me find focus. For Jess's place, let me be more self-loving. Let me follow through on my self-care. Let me actually treat myself like a goddess. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've heard a few times uh, people suggesting doing the journaling in some capacity. Yours is more of the two-minute thing where other people have like a gratitude journal. But for many different reasons, right, Laura? Like not just... Not just um, like for all different types of self-care, a lot of industry experts and a lot of industries will recommend the journal. Yeah, and I've yet to add that to my 
daily routine. And you know what? I, I really will. I have many notebooks and I think it is really important to do it because I've noticed recently that I wake up and the first thing I do is reach for my phone and go on Instagram or check an email or something. And I, in my head, I'm going, why am I doing this? It's such a waste of my life. It's such a waste of my energy. That stuff's not going anywhere. And so I have started to try and shift it where I will, like I said, talk to my spirit guide. So I'm sure I'm not alone in that kind of behavior, being in no. that sort of like social no. media addiction routine. Um, but I am like trying to break out of it. So I think I'll put the book beside me and try that. And obviously for our listeners, anybody that can relate, that's a recommendation, an easy, an easy change, an easy thing to start. So I think that's an excellent point that you and shared. And I dare any of your listeners to do it for 30 days and not notice an incredible shift in their energy. Because for me, and I'm not lying, I mean, I have all kinds of challenges and stuff because I am the chief content officer of an agency that serves thousands of teens and I'm helping manage 25 people. It's called AHA. Um, It's not like my life isn't complicated, but doing that practice every morning, I feel like I have a lift in my step and my resiliency is really improved because I have all of this beautiful beyond human energy supporting me and they are allies in all my endeavors. And I mean, you've been doing these things for over 30 years. I have to believe that somewhere it's working. Like it's, I think when, as humans, if we try and try and try and something doesn't work and something doesn't change and it's evident that that's not gonna happen, we give up. If it's working, we will stick to it, right? For the most part. So, I mean, you are you are the proof that's in the pudding. Well, I would say it's pretty cool to be 62 years old and feel like there's nothing I'm lacking. There's nothing I'm seeking. I just feel very, very grateful to have the life that I have. And frankly, I, I know a lot of people that are way farther ahead and whatever, whatever. But I'm just so happy to have what I have the way I have it. And a lot of freedom, because I'm like you, Lauren. I need freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I think that right there is is really the, the key to this, um, I guess, to when people are always searching for happiness. What does life mean? What is it all about? You, f- you listen to the people that are the most successful um, and that are, are the happiest, and they do these simple practices like journaling. They practice gratitude. Um, and... And you find that they overall are happier and like, let me try something like that. You know what I mean? Like, what is there to lose? Yeah. What would the harm be? Well, I can tell you at at 30 or 31, I was a big hot mess. So (laughs) that makes me feel better. I I think, I I think anyone that knows me, you know, if anyone I know listens to this show, it's like, they're just cracking up because, you know, we're all works in progress and we're all messes and, it's just that these foundational practices let let our spirit be more guiding than our ego. And I think that helps. But also, do you think that this is part of the reason why astrology and horoscopes are kind of, we're seeing more of the, a trend come in again where this is becoming more popular? Again, it's I think it's on a more simplified level, of course, for the mainstream. But is it because 
we're all seeking something like we need to feel some connection like maybe these people aren't really believers or society and I'm talking mostly about North American culture and maybe they're not we're not all really like believers in it but we're just so desperate for something some sign to say you're okay or this is what you should do or you've made the right decision especially like in our age range you know I'd say from 20 to 40 years old people seem a little bit lost and unhappy and and you can tell us if that's just kind of natural I mean we you go through different stages no I I think no look here's the most interesting part so I've been working with teenagers my whole adulthood so that's 40 years I have seen in 40 years this enormous shift from meaning to meaninglessness from connection to disconnection from association to disassociation. What I've noticed is with the rise of technology, which is an interconnected web, the actual web of connection has been really atrophied. People have much less ability to concentrate, to touch each other, to listen to each other. Things have sped up out of control. And out of that, the human part of most people I know is really suffering from a lack of feeling centered, grounded, natural. Yeah. It's not your imagination. It's a major difference. And even in myself, you know, luckily I had all those years without the internet, but my attention spans way worse. My, my dreaming and sleeping is way worse. I mean, there are real effects. They've proven it. And the anxiety and depression skyrocketing because honestly, people are fragmented. Yeah. And we're all seeking that approval of people we don't even know we don't even care about that have nothing (laughs) no impact on our life and we're all just like desperate for this approval and this acceptance and recognition on the stupid things that are just normal everyday part of your life like you ate breakfast today or like you put on makeup well we're all we we are all entrained into an addiction because it's what's called variable reinforcement. It's the most addicting thing. You don't know when you're gonna get the dopamine or uh, hit, which is like the positive hormone. So you're seeking it, maybe we'll get it, maybe we won't get it, and that's the most addictive. And I'm one of these, I'm not above you or beyond you in this. And so I think what we've gotta do as a resistance is slow things down, get off the devices, be in Mm -hmm. nature. It's the only actual reset. Now back to astrology, uh, in times of desperate sense of lostness and also a fear of the future, people do go toward meaning-making systems. That's what they do. And astrology is a meaning-making system. And I think the biggest reason people are interested in astrology these days is because institutional religion has so disappointed yeah, people. that's a very good you know, point. People, people, people used to flock to churches, temples, mosques. I think because of sexism and racism and homophobia, many people now just can't abide by certain ideas in those institutions. And astrology doesn't have any of those barriers. And just the abuse that seems to be somewhat sewn in with religion too and on all different levels so yeah it's that's a really interesting point to make that it kind of the one constitution that we were the societies have been like led to believe is where you can kind of put your faith um and 
and trust has really disappointed and let a lot of people down. And it's not just one religion. It's kind of all of them. No. Well, because most all the major fundamental religions have inherent sexes in, the, in them. So you've got a mm-hmm. women's show. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm Jewish, but I didn't see myself in that religious upbringing. I couldn't find myself there. I didn't see women. You know, it's like, I think, again, let's get to the women thing, because that's like been my whole life's work. To really inspire women, we have to believe that there's no limit to who we can be and where we can be and who we can be with. Like there's actually got to be a sense that there's no glass ceiling, but there still are many glass ceilings. And so we're looking for places and areas where we can be fully self-expressed and not be um, censored or punished for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that is true. And that is part of this show is we are constantly looking for ways to empower women. We're constantly looking for things to um, dissect and break down misconceptions mm-hmm. and the stigmas that yeah. are attached with them. And it is all to help women kind of feel like they're not alone, to yeah, totally. see that they can feel certain ways, and that's fine. Like, that's natural. It's normal. They're supposed to yeah. feel comfortable inside their own skin. They should feel comfortable comfortable outside of their skin um and and they need to just take the power that we have and utilize it and it's very scary to do that though and i mean i've always been a fairly confident woman and so have you jess and even in a lot of ways you're way more confident than me and way more secure um especially from more of like a sexuality front but i mean just as a person i felt very confident but as i've gotten older i realized like oh my god i had so many of these insecurities that i wish i could have conquered years ago and i wish there was things like this and this is where kind of social media has been a positive force but um you know because you can tap into other women that do make you feel you're not alone you're normal um but it is really scary to just kind of start owning things because you don't know how people are going to react to that because it isn't fully acceptable yet. Women are still kind of secondary. And we also are kind of working, um, you know, like you said, Lauren, every single episode, every single expert we we speak to, we feel more and more empowered. So we're like breaking down... um, the insecurities and the unknown like little bit by little bit it's it's not all like one or the other you're confident or you're not like there's so much more to it so some people are so much more empowered in some aspects and not in others so I think that that's what we do and what I feel proud about is kind of connecting as many of those layers and many of those aspects of life to kind of like make an overall um, confidence for people and empowerment for women and I think that that's when all those parts of life happen is when we can get to those glass ceilings and when we can break down those barriers for women it's it's a progress um, and a process situation more so than like on or off right yeah it brings new meaning to Rome wasn't built in a day well, also, yeah, totally. also what we have to work against is it really served male-dominated societies to have women be competitors instead of allies. Absolutely. Uh, that's the truest thing ever. Like, it's so crazy that 
we have so many strengths as women. Uh, men have so many strengths as men. Like it's, <laughs> we should totally be uh, working together in, in all the aspects. And if you look at um, old historic writings, a lot of the, the, you know, ancient civilizations did have women um, at the forefront of societies and then it kind of altered. So uh, it'd be nice if we could go Get back revert, there. I guess, in that sense. <laughs> Yeah. Well, either one of you could run for office for starters. <laughs> so that would be Lauren. She's far more like rational and organized than me. Well, Lauren, actually, you know what? You'd be a great mayor. Yeah. Run for mayor. Yeah, I'd get in trouble. Lauren, I'd seriously, be your, your, your chart, it, your chart, you would be a very successful oh God. politician. <laughs> yeah. Since you're looking for new inspiration. There's your career change, babe. But I mean, you would win because you're very likable and you're very affable and you can learn things quickly. Yeah. Let's have her be. Yeah. A, well, yeah. because part we have to we have to have women in high places that have great values like you to in order for totally. other women and we need better politicians too clear clearly 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 <laughs> on both sides of the border <laughs> clear yeah. no listen <laughs> your politicians we, we need policies that favor women's power and women's ability yeah. to earn and women having help with children and health care yeah. and all of that yeah well totally. the funny thing is with all that though is I think everybody, for the most part, knows that, but there is all those constructs in place, so that doesn't happen. Still, that that's my feeling on it. Um, there, the movements are happening little by little. We're, we're breaking down those barriers, but I think that is a terrifying thought, uh, or for that to be a reality for a lot of the men at the top. And there is amazing great men out there that are so pro equality, women, feminism, whatever you want to title it as. But there's still so many that are not. And that is the last thing they want is women to be on an equal playing field or to have any kind of power. Well, and the people that say, you know, what there is, is a lot of, you know, let's say men um, that would say that they're not sexist and they do say that they love women, but then still the practice is that women are not in those high places and they're okay with it. Like, you know, so a lot of people um, say they're not a certain way, but then the actions just don't show it because here we are still. Yeah. Well, a lot of privilege for all of us is unconscious, but I can tell you the remedy. Uh, If women turn toward each other, like you are with this show and you are as sisters of labor together if we all turn toward each other and recognize our inherent worth, there's a majority of women. We just all have to get on the same page. We can't be waiting for somebody to say, here, we'll open the door for you. We've got to be en masse saying, we need our turn at uh, being the leads because mm-hmm. so far this world has been led down a very bad yeah, path. It's not working and one right of the, now. And one of the things that we're very clear on, so I want to say this on your show with Mars and Aries, is when you look at the history of savagery and violence and cruelty, it hasn't been done by women. That has been a male job. Yep. Wars are started by men. Women sometimes as queens or whatever carry them out. But we don't want to go to battle. We don't want to put our children in harm's way. We don't want to put our knees on people's necks. That is not how we're built. So I would much rather have women have a turn now at uh, deciding what kinds of policies and 
procedures yeah. the world yeah that makes a lot of sense in this rebirth well it really seems like that's the only way we should be going at this point i feel like we've tried everything else people yeah let's give the ladies a shot yeah so hot tip lauren's running for mayor women come together it's our like, only option is, lauren this, we need you to our be our mayor <laughs> it will solve all being toronto's mayor or in your case pickering's mayor will solve all the problems in the world it's what we need <laughs> Well, if we had a Lauren in every city who would step up, it would change the world. Hey, I'll be your campaign manager. Move over, John Tory. And then we need to to support her. Okay, so I just have a couple more minutes before my cocktail hour. (laughs) Oh, we wouldn't want to take away from that. Maybe we should have that too. Do you have any last minute questions for Dr. Jen? Well, I do. Okay. So we earlier we talked about um, July until January being a period of angst and kind of frustration and irritation. Is that mer- Mercury in retrograde? Like, What is Mercury in no, retrograde? No, no, no. Mercury's, Mercury's out of retrograde now. It happens a few times. But what is that? It just means, it's just they've noticed over thousands of years when Mercury is direct in the sky and then takes a pause and appears to go backwards, that all of us just spin out on things related to Mercury, which is communication and devices hmm. and um, transportation. So during those weeks, we all just have all kinds of things break down. And I think of it as a colossal trick to get everyone to slow down. Mercury's out of retrograde. What we're really into right now is this Mars and Aries squaring everything, which you do, it's all technical. And um, what I believe is with Mars and Aries, our courage and our heroism is unstoppable. If every single person listening to the show believed there was a little heroine inside them and they had a part to play in the great renovation of the world, that there's just nothing we can't accomplish together. I really believe You know, I really believe it when you say it, you closed your eyes, you really meant what you just said there. (laughs) I love that, that little... I really mean it because I, I, it's in our power. It's in our power and it's time that we all realize that there is a purpose to us being sidelined and it's not a good one. We've got to step into the stadium and play the game full on. I mean, that's a perfect closing yeah. <laughs> sentiment and I think and hope our listeners will take that and start applying it to their lives and maybe we will start seeing more and more women yeah. banding together more than we already are and the change has to come. We cannot live like this no. for another decade. Well, we can't live like this no. for another minute. And that's why the world stopped itself in 2020 and did what it did. So ladies, uh, yeah. a take home from this is get your journals, vote for Lauren. Yes. <laughs> Lauren 2021. water. Go on. (laughs) And and I I challenge your listeners to send Jess a beautiful new blouse. Oh. I just feel like she needs a gift, people. Give her a gift. Jess, I'll get you something. All right. You are a gift. Well, Dr. Freed, Dr. Jed, thank you so much. We really can't thank you enough. I would love you to tell our listeners where they can find you for more information. So if you can plug all your things. All right. So my website, jenniferfreed.com, if you just go there, you can see at the top, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to just go straight to Instagram, go to Dr. Jennifer Freed. But basically, my website walks you through everything. And then also look at our 
nonprofit ahasb.org because we've been offering free workshops. Like today we did one on parenting and it was amazing. And in a couple weeks I'm doing one for couples with my partner in um, the agency, Melissa Lowenstein. So we've got some free offerings for your listeners at ahasb.org. Amazing. Thank you so much. And as always, you can follow us at her perspective underscore podcast on Instagram. So hope you have a lovely cocktail yes, hour. Yes, enjoy. And thank, thank you, you so for much. spending this time with us. And I know that we'll be talking again. Okay. Best to you, Jess and Lauren. Kisses, hugs. Keep the movement going. Bye. Thank you. And to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.